listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. episode of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it is anthony and jacqueline and we are back talking nxt on the wwe network although not for long because it is moving to usa the thing that we speculated about when we recorded uh last week they did announce hilariously though not on monday they didn't announce it on a show they announced it tuesday morning on the interwebs Uh, because that's when people are on the internet the most morning In the morning on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. They they did make mention of it uh, further on SmackDown, and they made mention of it again on uh, NXT. Like, they had Nigel McGuinness rush to Connecticut to get in a, a microphone booth and record some over-dialogue. Uh, yeah. To, like, now on know. USA! Yes. Um, so, a little bit of, a little bit of tidbit uh, stuff for, uh, as it pertains to that. So, things that I have heard. Uh, the, and most of these so far, these are like, okay, so far or for now type situations. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so it will be again, live every Wednesday, two hours from full sale. And they are selling tickets at full sale now before it was not like a (gasps) ticket selling situation. It wasn't. You had to be in line. Yes. Now it's buying tickets and they are selling tickets at least through the end of 2019 at full sale. So as of right now, they aren't thinking of shooting anywhere but full sale. Although that okay. that could change. I uh, hope it doesn't. Part of what I love about NXT is the intimacy of the setting. I do like the intimacy, but, um, you know, they'll see those AEW shows in like 7, 10, 15,000 seaters. Many of their many of the first four weeks of TV have already sold out, so they're going to be packed buildings with loud fans and full sale at times. I mean, we're going to talk about this week's NXT, the show yeah. this week, was at the beginning of the taping cycle, I think, and the crowd was not that energetic. Yeah, okay. But if you put them in the bigger um, venues, yes. then it just becomes a third main roster show. Yeah. Well, it could. It depends on... So, here's the other word. The other word is for now. Because, well, I'm putting the emphasis on the for now. Nobody has said Mm -hmm. for now, but I'm telling you it's for now. For now, the word is that nothing in NXT is changing in terms of who is in charge of creative. So, Triple H is supposed to still be in charge of everything. Vince will not be at every single full sale show. In fact, he probably... It would probably be impossible for him to be at all of the shows on the Monday, the Friday, the XFL stuff, and the Wednesday show. It would probably be impossible for him to go to all of them. So the word for right now is that it's still being run by the people who are running NXT. So that's a good sign. Uh, 
if things if things don't go very well, if the crowds are small and the crowds yep. are not rowdy and the ratings are not particularly good, I mean, Vince is going to come in and, and change it. So for the worse, probably, probably for the worse. Uh, here's the thing, though, Jacqueline. I don't know if this is for better or for worse either. Two hours, I think, in a in a in a pros. If you're doing a pro and con section, I think the pros are that we're going to get to see people who don't make TV yeah. very often. We'll be on That's TV true. a little more frequently. Uh, the cons, and I do find this to be a bit of a con, is when you are. And I don't know if AEW is going to do this either. But when you were running head to head, this is what happened mm-hmm. on the. This is what happened in the old Monday Night Wars. You would still build to your big events, but you couldn't build as effectively to those events because you were competing every single night with another show. And when you were competing every single night with another show, you want to put on the best you can put on every single week. Right, with making your big shows less big. Yes, because that means you could be seeing a lot of those big matches and those big stars every week against each other. I know you're not a big fan of uh, of the squash match. But they have a place. I get that. Yeah, sometimes they and sometimes they can be fun depending on who's doing it. But yeah, you can't do you can't do squash matches when you're going up against you know the other the other show. I don't know how friendly the competition yeah. is going to be here, but I imagine they're going to want to program big shows against each other. The the t- right. there's already rumor that they want to put on a, a takeover level card on October 2nd to go head-to-head with the first AEW show, which oh makes... Oh, my God. It makes sense if you want to try to take viewers away from the other show. That being said, because, Jacqueline, you don't... You, you're, like, a cord cutter, right? You don't have cable at home, so you won't be watching live on USA. Correct. But they're putting this on the network the day after, which is, you know, good for you and good for people who watch NXT on the network, but... That seems like a dumb idea if you want to put NXT on live on Wednesday and you're like, because yep. I think there is a, there might not be a crossover between AEW and main roster WWE, but I think there is some crossover between AEW fans who like NXT. And if you're going to make them choose, I think they're just going to pick AEW and then watch NXT the next day. Right. But still put that on the network because of people like us who don't have cable. Yeah. But the other thing I was going to say about the two hour show, um, I heard that they might be getting rid of 205 Live. So I've heard people suggest that they cancel 205 Live and mix some of the talent from that show into NXT, which I think would probably be a good idea, but I don't know if they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do it, but they could. It's still just a rumor. Yeah. I mean, but if they don't, NXT itself still has tons of wrestlers that aren't even on screen fairly regularly. So... Uh, they could do that. I'm, I'm still, I'm actually, for, at least for the time being, kind of excited to see what they do because it is going to be something new and different. But uh, will that be, you know, will that be a good new and different? Will be the the real question, and we'll find out how uh, how it is. Maybe it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be great for a little bit. Maybe it'll be great for a long time. But there's no way to know. And yeah, to me, the intrigue is is greater than anything else at this point. Just nah. seeing how it plays out. Low expectations. This way, you're not disappointed. <laughs> That's right. Um, 
so let's talk about uh, what is going on right now. So let's talk about uh, NXT UK real quick. Uh, this is not the last show before the TakeOver Cardiff, because obviously they're going to have another show on Wednesday, but uh, yeah, TakeOver Cardiff is this Saturday. So, And that will be our main focus, I think, for um, next week, because it is a big TakeOver event. And the top three matches, I think, look pretty good. There's there's two non-title matches on the show that I hope are good, but I'm not particularly excited. They're going to have to wow me in the ring. Like, I'm not amped for them going into the show. But let's talk about real quick what happened on this week's episode. Uh, Imperium defeated The Hunt in a surprisingly fun opening match. And by the way, this crowd in... Uh, where were they? Are they still in Plymouth? Yes. They're still in Plymouth. This crowd was up for this show. Like, they That's were... good. They were into the matches. That really helped a lot. Um, Kaylee Ray had a forgettable match, but she had a... A really interesting promo after after the match, where Tony Storm came out and Kayla Ray talked about uh, their uh, friendship. How like uh, when Tony Storm moved to the UK from Australia, that Kaylee Ray was the first friend that she made here. Uh, but now she thinks Tony Storm's a like a fake, and she really rails against her. Like uh, I don't know how much of this is legit, but Tony Storm looked. It, it looked and felt legit. She talked about how, uh, like, Tony Storm is no better than her absent father, who was, like, never in her life. Like, and, and I don't know if Tony Storm is this good of an actor, because she looked upset, like, shaking upset, and they sort of played this whole thing like Kaylee Ray got into her head. Like, now Kaylee Aww. Ray's in her head. She's played mind games. Like, Tony was shaking and she attacked her. But, like, not like a beatdown, like, just enough to scare her off. And then she just sort of stood in the ring, kind of, like, shaking with anger. Uh, but, like, not in a cartoony way, but, like, in a like in an actual somebody was really shaking with anger kind of way. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Maybe I was, uh, maybe I was half asleep. But I, I thought it was good when I watched it, so. <laughs> uh, and the main event was good. The main event was Mark Andrews. And James Drake, one half of the Grizzled Young Veterans, uh, with Mark Andrews defeating James Drake and earning a spot for himself and Flash Morgan Webster in the tag team title match at TakeOver Cardiff. Uh, and it was a really good match. And you know what? They weren't at the Download Festival, and people were still doing Mark Andrews' hand-wavy thing, so it's really catching on. Okay. People are into Mark Andrews now. Um, oh, and the main event segment was also excellent. Uh, it was a, an announcement of a Walter and Tyler Bate face-off, which turned into a wild brawl with Trent Seven returning and taking out Imperium's numbers uh, advantage. And uh, Tyler Bate hit Walter with his Tyler Driver 97, his uh, his double-arm powerbomb thing, which was very impressive. I look forward to more big, strong boy uh, uh, moments in this match with Walter. Okay. Uh, by the way, big strong boy, Jacqueline, not the funniest thing I heard this week on <laughs> NXT television. That is reserved for Bronson Reed and uh, this episode of NXT proper. But I, I will say, think. Nigel had some some gems and zingers this episode. Oh, of NXT of normal NXT. Yeah. Yes, I keep forgetting because he's also in the UK show. So I'm like, did you want to change the UK show? No. Uh, 
Yeah. You must remember to watch the takeover. That's a that's an important. One. I I as you were talking, I put it in my calendar. Okay, it's out in the afternoon, I believe. Yes. Uh, here in the states, but I will be watching it later in the evening. That's a that's a big long day for wrestling fans. That's also the day of AEW's pay per view, and there's also a big New Japan show in in England as well uh, on the same exact day. So a lot of, of wrestling course. happening. Tons. Um, let's talk about NXT regular, uh, proper NXT. It's episode 521, uh, for those of you keeping tabs. Although I don't think the network... They've, they've updated the network, and I don't think they do episode numbers anymore, so... I don't think so. Uh, the only one counting still is me, apparently. <laughs> uh, Undisputed Era come out, and Adam... <laughs> Adam Cole, very pleased with himself. Uh, He said if they made a Mount Rushmore of NXT, Finn Balor wouldn't be on it. Shinsuke Nakamura wouldn't be on it. It would just be Adam Cole's head four times. Like, he made some bold-ass claims in this promo. He sure did. Uh, He's the greatest champion ever. Like, come on, dude. Roderick Strong complained that Velveteen Dream pinned Pete Dunne and not him. Therefore, he was not defeated. Whiny baby. And uh, he wants a shot at the North American Championship one-on-one. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish once again showed video proof that the illegal man was pinned in their match against the Street Profits, and uh, they want their rematch. And he called for William Regal to come out. Uh, Bobby Fish did, but Regal didn't. Instead, uh, we got Jordan Miles, who came out dressed like Simon Pegg in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, I was thinking Book of Mormon. Or Book of Mormon, yes. <laughs> he came out like a cast member from Book of Mormon. I can't remember yeah. the name of the guy. What's the name of the guy from Book of Mormon? The lead guy. Andrew Reynolds? Is that the name of the guy or the character? I'm, try- I'm thinking, trying to think of the character's name, but... Elder Cunningham? El- yeah, something like and that. And Elder Price? Yes, Elder Price. Hmm? Um, anyway, uh, Jordan... I like Miles- musicals. Jordan, Jordan <laughs> Miles... Comes out, he confronts the. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm burgeoning. I'm, I'm coming into musicals. It's taken okay. 37 years, but I'm finally being exposed to them <laughs> and enjoying them. Um, Jordan Miles confronted the undisputed era. Uh, Adam Cole wasn't taking this man seriously. He's like, oh, you want to challenge somebody uh, for their title? I suggest Shayna Baszler. Let's be honest, Shayna would tear this man apart. Yep. Uh, and he's yeah. like, you know what? Maybe go to 205 Live or NXT UK. Like, challenge one of those guys. And, you know, no offense to them, but they're not on the Adam Cole level. Yeah. And uh, Miles drops the contract at Adam Cole's feet, gives him that really weird smile that I don't like. And it looks what? like. It's so charming. It doesn't work for me. It's like scary and charming at the same time. Yeah, for me, it's like a little too goofy. Mm, I dig it. Um, in two weeks, it's Adam Cole and Jordan Miles for the NXT Championship. What did you think of the opening segment? Uh, I mean, an, an Undisputed Era promo is always a good way to start. Always good. I thought it fell flat with Roderick Strong. I don't think he's as good on the mic. No, Kyle O'Reilly um, is like... I think he... Look, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I think he rivals Adam Cole on the microphone. They're they're a little different in their delivery. Yeah, but Kyle, I, yeah, I could 
I can see what you're saying. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, definitely the two strongest. I think yes. Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong are definitely the two weakest by like yeah. leaps and bounds. They're tied so for, for last. The two, so for two of the two of them to have like segments here, I was like, this is not. Yeah, I thought they were okay, but man, Kyle, I don't. Kyle's like a a goofball, kind of. Yeah. I, I love it. He like I don't think he t- he doesn't take himself too seriously. I think whereas the other two do. Like yeah, I don't know. Um, opening contest: Mansoor and Damian Priest. Poor Mansoor. Uh, Mansoor comes out here. They talk about how he won a battle royal in Saudi Arabia. Isn't that, that like eight months ago now. Yeah, he hasn't been on TV since, and then he came out here. And was destroyed by the Archer of Infamy, or Infinity. I hate or that name. I hate that name as well. It's so um, stupid. And how do you get it? How do you become the Archer of Infamy? What does that even mean? I have so many right? questions. Like, I don't know how this fits into his character. Is he an Archer? Uh, I, I thought he was like a yes. goth. I thought he was like a goth rock star or something. Mm, no, I think he's. Is he supposed to be a fallen angel? Maybe. You know what. Damien Priest is the Lacey Evans of NXT right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he is. Nope. Uh, Not at all. They had kind of a fun match here. Uh, Mansoor had a couple of moments to shine. He looked good. And then Damien Priest killed him with his moves and won. Yep, basically. That was about it. Um, any thoughts his, on, it, on this kind of short match? Is, uh, is Damien Priest's finisher really called the reckoning it is called the reckoning yes so dumb like there's too many religious references in his everything like get rid of those it is the same finisher that cody rhodes uses and his name is infinitely better which is crossroads yeah that is better yeah i don't know i i don't know why they're trying to make damian priest a thing He's a good wrestler. Uh, like, I just don't think this is working. It's That's what I mean. Like, the character's not working. He is a good wrestler, but with all this, he was so much better as Punishment Martinez. Such a cooler name. Even though that's my name now. <laughs> Even though Jacqueline has adopted it. I'd have. Um, so. what, would you give, what would you give this rather short match? I don't know. I was bored. I'd give it a one and a half. Okay, I went two because I was... Uh, Mansoor impressed impressed me. I was gonna say impressed, and I just went with it. Uh, yeah, he impressed he impressed me. Uh, Grapple gave this a one point eight one. So yeah, we're kind and of all in the same between ball. us. Yeah. yeah, we're in the ballpark. Uh, it's time for the vision to return, Jacqueline. It's time for all of us lowers to know our place as born and bougie come out for the first time in what seems like years. Yeah, they haven't been around in a long time. They're taking on their arch nemesis, the Queen of the Lowers, Mia Yim. Uh, the Queen of the Lowers. So, really so much so that they slapped a sticker on her butt that, in fact, said lower. They did. Don't know how I felt. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, they had uh, an okay match, and Mia yeah, Yim won. Yeah, it wasn't won. bad. Yeah, it wasn't nothing to write home about. Mia Yim won. And then Shayna Baszler came out to the ring to confront her, and uh, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir jumped on the apron and surrounded Mia. And Baszler wanted to recruit Mia into the stable. That would have been cool. That that mm-hmm. uh, 
that iteration of the four horsewomen. Yes, she said that it's this is a cold business, but it is nice and warm under the dragon's wing. And presumably, Shayna is the Game dragon. Of- Game of Thrones reference there. Quite She's possibly. herself. Shouldn't Shayna know that everybody hates Game of Thrones now? Hey. It's a, apparently, it's been ruined forever. Um, uh. Basler made uh, Yemen offer to join the group, but instead of joining, she attacked Jessamine, and the other horsewoman ganged up on her and beat her up. Uh, Jessamine in a sling, too, we should note, right? Wasn't she? Didn't she have her arm in a thing? Yes, yes, from when she was. Uh, surprise motherfuckered by Mia Yim. One of my favorite yeah. lines in all of NXT history. Uh, <laughs> maybe all of wrestling. Maybe in all of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> they, um... Uh... I, well, first, uh, what would you give Mia Yim and Vanessa Bourne? Or any thoughts you may have had on that short uh, match? Low again? I'll probably... Maybe one... Probably one and a half again? Yeah, I went one and a half, too. Uh, Grab... Grapple thought less of this match, giving it 1.39. Oh, well, not too far. I thought that there were some good things here. I just thought it didn't, I don't know, it didn't land. The, uh, I guess the thing that I'm going to point out here is, like, we talked about the TakeOver match with Mia and Shayna, and we liked Mm -hmm. the story going into it, but the match didn't really click or deliver. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad per se or anything like that, but it was, it just wasn't that great. And right. it seems like they're going to continue this story, which doesn't make sense to me. Shayna beat Mia Yim. Like, beat yeah. her. I don't know why this Fair is continuing. Fair and square. Yeah. I don't know why this is continuing. Um, I don't know. I thought this was a, a fun approach, though. Yes. To it. Finally, something exciting happened on this show. Yeah. They announced Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee for next week. Yes. They gave a lengthy video package building up this match, talking about how Keith Lee made his name off of wrestling Dominic Dijakovic on the independent scene. They showed clips of them doing insane things from independent shows, and then they showed their match where they were doing all sorts of fun stuff and they had that double count out from, it seems like now years ago, but I think it was only like eight months ago or something, but might as well be years. Yes. Uh, and that is next week. Although it won't be the main event as the main event is going to be for the tag titles, but yeah, but this is probably going to be basically, I was really, what I like about NXT when they do their packages like this is that they, Mm -hmm. they recognize that these wrestlers have a past. Yes. Like, I feel like that gets lost sometimes. So I like that they, you know, just put it front and center for you. Yes. Um, there was a backstage segment where they're interviewing Bronson Reed. It's this big Australian man who was in the breakout star tournament. Mm-hmm. And he called himself the king of, what is it? Aussie, Kiwis. Aussie strong style or something. Australian strong style. Yes. Mauro Ronaldo calls him Auszilla. Uh, I'm okay with that. Auszilla. But Bronson Reed referred to himself as NXT's resident thick boy. Own it. Lizzo would be proud. He said it, though, with, like, no charisma. And he just said it matter-of-factly, like, you know. He knows who he is. Like, hi, I'm Anthony. I'm six foot one, and I have blue eyes. 
He's like, hi, I'm Bronson Reed, and I am NXT's resident thick boy. That's <laughs> just how he said it. Made me laugh so hard. <laughs> like, like when Tyler Bate says, I'm a big, strong boy or something, like, he says it with some sort of charisma <laughs> that makes you, like, it's smile. It's almost like tongue-in-cheek. It's kind of, and he's just like, I'm a thick boy. I'm a uh, thick boy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sir. Uh, you know who took objection to this? Not the thick boy part, but the Australian strong style part was Shane Thorne. Yes, Shane. Fellow Australian. And, uh, they had a match here, uh, to maybe determine who was the, the king of Australian strong style. Uh, Shane Thorne beat him, which I'm honestly a little surprised that he keeps beating these new guys. The crowd is not really reacting strong to him or the people he's beating. The match to was to Shane Thorne. Yeah, to Shane Thorne or to Bronson Reed, really. Yeah. Uh, the match was okay, but nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, I actually really liked this match. I thought Shane Thorne did a really good mm-hmm. job. Um, I was impressed by him. For and like, I feel like he did things that he doesn't normally do, or we don't normally see from him. So I enjoyed it. I think more than most. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Shane Thorne is more charismatic than he's appearing on television as well. Mm-hmm. I, but well, they're making him be like this weird bad guy, kind of. Yeah, something about something like whenever I see backstage stuff with him, he seems way looser. But when he's out on TV in front of the camera. Like, he's fine in mm-hmm. the ring, but, like, I don't know, he loses something somewhere. The transition is lost somewhere. Uh, he he be- needs to start coming out with Rhea Ripley, and it'll all make sense. Yes. Uh, they need to be the Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch of NXT. Yeah, They basically. need to be the power couple. Um, yep. Yeah, Thorn pinned Reed after Shining Wizard. Uh, what would you give uh, the Battle of the Australian Men? Two and a half. Okay, so I wasn't you're you're not too far ahead of me. I went two, and okay. Grapple is two point two. Oh, again, right in the middle. What the hell, Grapple? Yeah, so we're kind of right there. We're right there. What with I each will, other. I, I feel like they're trying to force some of the new guys. So I f- I do feel bad in how they're like portraying them. Um, they haven't been very well introduced. I don't don't think they have not, and um. So I don't know. So I think so I think it's just kind of like a a weird readjustment period. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've seen Shane Thorne live a few times and so I'm glad he's getting to do some of the things that like he does in the live shows now. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. Uh up next, Velveteen Dream rolled out on his couch. Yes. Uh, he was there to cut a promo on Roderick Strong. He made a joke related. Uh, so this is the one thing that was like, I don't know. He kind of did, like, the Visa priceless tagline from the commercials from, like, the 90s. thought it was a little dated, but it's all right. Um, And he said the spotlight is now on Roderick Strong to uh, prove that he deserves a one-on-one match. Uh, Uh Dream very sexually suggestively talking about how he loves to be on top. Uh Uh, And that Roderick Strong wants to be the man on top. But he has to take blah, that. Blah, blah. He has to take that spot from the Velveteen Dream. Uh, I thought this was solid, solid enough, setting up a yeah. match between them. I think. I, oh, for sure. Two things to note here: one, 
I also would like to be wheeled around by couch, so I'm taking applicants for that. Um, yeah. You can send emails to, to cinemageekly <laughs> at gmail.com. There you go. Care Second. of Jacqueline Couch Uber. Yep, that would I would appreciate that, just like an on-call couch mover. Um, the other thing is, so going along with these names, yes. who decided that Roderick Strong is the messiah of the backbreaker? Like, what the hell? So that's an, that's an old nickname from the independents. So, like, when I first saw... When I first saw Roderick Strong in Ring of Honor in 2004, they were okay. already they were already calling him that cuz he just did like a lot like his finisher was the stronghold, the the Boston Crab type move. Yeah. Um, and he just did a lot of backbreakers to set it up, like a lot of different variations, kind of like what he still does now, although he's improved drastically in a lot of ways since then, but he did mm-hmm. a ton of backbreakers. So they just called him like the Messiah of the Backbreaker was his that long-standing is... nickname. Not a, fa- okay. not a fan of the name, though. I'll take it. I just—it's one of those things where I'm like, you can't I... like the Archer of Infamy. Like, you can't just be given nicknames. Are you giving them to yes. yourself? I don't know. So Roderick's at least has a history, and there's a reason behind it that makes some sense. I will agree with that. And if it's bestowed upon you, that's different. It's kind of a weird nickname, but you know. It is. It's just one of those ones where it's like I've I've heard it for like a decade plus, so I'm just used to it. Yeah, I can. It's a decade and a half at least. Yeah, so. I can. I can see why somebody would hear it, not really knowing it, and being like, "What the hell is that? That's a weird yeah. nickname." Also, I'm excited for a, a a Dream Strong rematch. I think that'll be a good match. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event: Killian Dane and Matt Riddle. Uh. I'll be honest, I thought this was a good match, but I felt underwhelmed by it. Yeah, like you thought it was going to be better, right? Yeah. we got to have low expectations going in. This was mostly Killian Dane brawling with Matt Riddle, who didn't brawl back particularly well. No, Uh, it was more like a spotlight for Killian Dane, Dane, but he's already beloved by the NXT fans, Mm -hmm. so we didn't need that. Yeah, he kind of, like, killed Riddle a lot in this match, which I think is not the best. Like, I think Matt Riddle should be the guy who's going after Adam Cole next. I think you should be building him towards that position. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so they went back and forth uh, at times, but it was mostly Dane uh, getting one up on him. And mm-hmm. the end of the match saw him just obliterate Matt Riddle. So... Mm-hmm. He was, like, throwing him into the steps outside, uh, slamming him everywhere, and then gave him three uh, Vader bombs in a row out of the out of the corner, off of the second rope. And then he just pinned Matt Riddle, which yep. I don't think well, anybody, th- nobody was oh, expecting. I, I was just saying, no, I don't think anybody yeah. expected it. Well, after three Vader bombs, you're not moving. No, he squished this man. It was believable yeah. that he beat him. I think it was just people weren't surprised. We're surprised that he he beat him. Yeah, I or and disappointed. Yeah, oh, I, um, I would say disappointed, and I fe- I felt the match was underwhelming. Like you want to showcase Killian Dane, give him the squash match, but not against Matt Riddle. Yeah. Um, but Riddle did pick him up, right? Didn't couple he like, times. pick him up a few times, which yep. was super impressive. Yes. Um. 
Also, how did his mouth start bleeding? Do you know? I have no idea, but I mean, okay. they were brawling also, there pretty was blood. hard. Yeah. They were. They, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but I agree with you. Pretty underwhelming. I Not went, the best NXT show overall. No, I went two and three quarters for this. Mm. I wanted to give. I, I wanted to give it a three, but I just couldn't in my heart. Just wasn't there. I'm going to stay at a two and a half. I'm being rough this week. Okay. Uh, Grapple liked it more than we did. They gave it three point one five on aggregate, but you're wrong. I mean, it's not a whole lot Grapple? more than us, but it's just barely over off. three. But yeah, it just uh, didn't work for me. I don't know what it is. Um, Okay, so uh, real quick, we're going to go... Actually, you know what? First, uh, let's thank the good people over at ThinkGeek for sponsoring the show. CinemaGeekly.com slash ThinkGeek or visit the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Now that I've done that, I can say let's look at this NXT TakeOver UK Cardiff card real quick. Oh my gosh. I know none of these, so I'm going to just go with my heart based on their name. Okay. Well, I think you know at least most of the people on this show. You've seen them before. Uh, yeah. I would wager. Well, uh, so we've got... Uh, let's start at the bottom here with the two matches that are not title matches. And like I said, these are the matches that I'm hoping are good, but they're going to have to win me over in the ring because I'm not hyped going into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Travis Banks against Noam Dar. And this was built from Noam Dar claiming that he came to NXT UK uh, with a guaranteed takeover spot, uh, which upset Travis Banks because he was supposed to be on the first takeover, but uh, was injured by Jordan Devlin and then was replaced by Finn Balor. Oh, that's right. So So Travis Banks is the Australian guy? He's uh, New Zealand, actually. Yes. Okay. Uh, And he wanted Noam Dar to earn his spot on here and... That's kind of their story here. Uh, kind of underwhelming, and I hope the match will be good, but I don't know. And I think Travis Banks will win, but that's I agree. It. I hope the match is good. I uh, agree, Travis Banks. The other one is a last man standing match with Dave Mastiff. Bomber Dave Mastiff and Joe Coffey. Uh, okay. This, this was built from uh, one of the quietest brawls I've ever seen where these guys had this brawl that the crowd was not into and they mm-hmm. got counted out and they tried to keep oh. fighting. I think I talked about it a couple weeks back. Yeah, I think I actually saw the end of this. Okay. Yes. Uh, and from this, they're now in a last man standing match. Uh, Joe Coffey maybe wins because I think Triple H likes him. I don't know. I'm going to go with Bomber Dave Mastiff. Because okay. I like him better. Yeah. It's just a fun name. It is. Uh, the title match. I also just don't like Joe Coffey. Sorry. Uh, the title match is Tony Storm defending her NXT UK Women's Championship against Kaylee Ray. Uh, we already talked about the story a little bit. They were best friends at one point. Uh, but now uh, Kaylee Ray thinks Tony Storm is a, is a fake. And oh, no. she's in Tony Storm's head. Uh, which tells I'm going to go. Which tells me that okay. Tony Storm is going to win this match. So she's going to overcome the mind games. Yeah, and I think this that's will my be good prediction too. as well. Okay, um, my prediction is Tony Storm. I don't think she's. I don't think she's primed to lose it yet. Me either. And and I think this match will be good. Uh, I Kay- hope so. Kaylee Ray has not really had a chance to shine particularly bright in singles matches. Mm-hmm. It's mostly been her quickly defeating opponents. 
but yeah. the few times I've seen her, I, I think she's impressive, and I think they could have a really good match together. So we'll see on that one. Uh, that would be fun. Triple threat match for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, grizzled Young Veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake against Mark Coffey and Wolfgang and Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, the story here is that you've got two asshole teams and then you've got your, uh, two underground guys who had to win their way into this match. Let me tell you something, Jacqueline, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, uh, both from Wales, Flash, uh, Mark Andrews explicitly from Cardiff. These are hometown boys. So they're probably going to lose. Well, if this was on Raw, Monday Night Raw, yes, or a (laughs) pay-per-view. I, don't, I mean, maybe they'll lose here, but I feel like they should win. Uh, Gibson and Drake have had the tag titles since the last takeover, which seems like ages ago now. Yeah, and, a solid year. Yeah, and I feel like they're primed to drop the titles to a good guy team, especially since you've got Walter on top of the company as the big bad guy world mm-hmm. champion. I feel like this would be a good move, and in front of a hometown crowd, and Andrews and Webster are a good team. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the right move to make. And, you know, they, they can beat uh, Gallus. Like, they don't have to beat Gibson and Drake. They can beat the other team and win the belts. And that sets up right. a rematch. Right. As I say, I would like for it to go to Webster and Andrews. Mm-hmm. My thing is, though, I just want more Zach Gibson promos. Mm-hmm. So I don't want him to lose a belt. Because I feel like then I don't want him to go into obscurity. Mm-hmm. So I'm torn there. Um, I guess to be different, though, I'll say Grizzled Young Veterans retains. Okay. Um, and main event is Tyler Bate challenging Walter for the NXT, uh, the WWE United Kingdom Championship. I'm pretty sure this one is Walter winning and, retain, uh, and retaining, uh, and that's my pick, but I feel like this match is going to be excellent. I hope so. So I have reservations about this. Okay. I know Taylor Bate is like, you know, super strong and he's very impressive and all this and that, mm-hmm. but like Walter's a giant man. Yes. <laughs> so I don't think it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be as good. I'm really worried about this one actually. I don't know. I always like underestimate Tyler Bate and like till the match is over. And then I'm like, Oh my God, he's so good. Like that match is no, so he- good, but I, I feel like these guys are just going to have a really great match, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I th- I think they've had a match before, not in NXT, and mm-hmm. the 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 word was that it was really good. But I believe it. I'm I don't curious, know. I'm, I'm curious to see the chemistry, like how they how they put this yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. So I'm a little worried about it. I um. If I go with Grizzled Young Veterans as winning the tag team, then I have to go with Tyler Bate as taking the championship. Oh, the the upset victory. Yeah. Okay. Why not? That would be fun to have him on top. Yeah. And then, because I think Pete Dunne is staying in NXT proper for a little while, mm-hmm. so it would be so. it would be great. And then poor Trent Seven probably needs to like I don't know retire soon. Isn't he old? I mean, he's older than Tyler Bate is, but Tyler Bate's, like, younger than us. Like, way younger than us, so... Not to give away our ages. Uh, Yeah, speak for yourself. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We are are both, of course, 23. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, that's where I'm going to go with that one. And no more comments about that particular topic. Uh, So, yeah. uh, 
next week, kind of a big week because it's the tag title match too, and Keith Lee and Dijakovic, but there's also the TakeOver Cardiff show, so whew, a lot of stuff to, I'm, so I'm, I'm going to pay very little attention to the UK show this week because I need to pay uh, close attention to regular NXT and then even closer attention to TakeOver Cardiff, so. Yeah. Oh my god, why is there so much wrestling? There's a ton of it. Uh, I don't like it. And they're expanding to another hour on top of it. So. Ah! <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, in the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of the show. Uh, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. And uh, that way you can hear us come back next time, talk about the results, the fallouts, and, of course, all of the opinions that we will have for NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff.